and still live. Nation's Capital, Trista Crick, Nick Ashew. Missed anything in the first hour? Get your podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts. I still can't get over that Alec Manoa, who is a 2022 All-Star for the Blue Jays, was sent down to the rookie, I mean, to their rookie league. Skin shelled. 11 earned runs in two and two-thirds innings at, like, the lowest possible level that you could go. That's actually, like, very sad. And the poor guy was trending on Twitter, and it was not for good reason, let's just say. No. Just... One of the more disappointing developments in Alec Manoa's career. You know, the one thing that can really have... I feel like baseball's this sport more than any other sport where guys can get in a mental slump and it's just... It's Rick Ankiel bad. It's Chuck Knobloch bad where he couldn't throw to first. It's like yeah. that. It's like there's something clearly mentally wrong, you know? And it's, yeah, when you're a pitcher that gets the yips, that, that sometimes that can be it. Whether you're giving up home runs or you just can't find the plate, you get to that moment and it's just like, well, okay, I guess... Uh, this is who you are now. So, although Rick Ankiel did come back as an outfielder for a while and had some decent success with that, so switched it up. How many years did he play for the Nats, Scott? It was like uh, enough to be memorable. Yeah, I think, right. like he was yeah. actually a pretty good outfielder. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he had to reinvent himself. Like completely, said, whether it was Chuck Knobloch or was didn't Mark Wallers have a bout of? I, 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 I'm mixing up different guys with either vertigo or they could no longer find a plate or make a simple throw to a base Sounds again. Familiar. Simple I think for I you, that, yeah. simple for you and I sitting in the stands or right. wagering on a game or Trista, you know, taking a total or whatever. But if you lose it, you lose it. I mean, it's the yips, it's golf, it's baseball, mm-hmm. it's you know. I mean, some dudes go their entire career in the NBA and can't make a free throw. Yep, but they never had it. It's not like Shaq suddenly lost it. Or Nick something. Anderson is the one I always think of though with that. Missed four free throws in the finals, never the same again. Yep. Never the same guy. All right, so we've got some early rookie props that are out. You can find, of course, Rookie of the Year odds, which Wembenyama's minus 200 to win Scoot Henderson's plus 350. Chet's in there at 5-1 to because, remember, he didn't play last year. So Chet Holmgren will also be a rookie part of this class now. But some of the more interesting ones, because, like, the Rookie of the Year, you kind of feel like it's going to – Victor Wembenyama, there's a reason. I'm actually surprised he's only minus 200. Kind of expected that to be a lot more. But some of the other stuff that's starting to trickle out, like – Brandon Miller points per game, Scoot Henderson points per game. Brandon Miller, 13.5 points per game, over minus 115, under, also minus 115. Oh, that's an over. I feel like that's an over, too. And that gonna offense, play so many. He's going to play so many minutes. He's going to get a ton of minutes. You're going to have LaMelo Ball getting you the, you know, creating the offense for you. Yeah. And he, he fits in today's NBA. He's a wing that can shoot from the outside. That's what he does, yeah. That's, he's a, it's just it's one role, really. <laughs> this is one rule. You, you know, know what? I how challenge I you. feel. Say about something Brandon. truly nice about Brandon Miller. One truly authentic nice thing about him. Uh, Brandon Miller is an elite shooter. There you go. Well, He's an elite shooter. You know what? There you go. Mostly. I'm actually pretty proud of you. Mostly. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. Unless it's a high pressure situation like in March Madness where well, he went true. about 17% from three after being a 40% three point shooter. We know there won't be any high-pressure situations in nope. Charlotte with that team. Nope, good so, for him. Wouldn't have to worry about that. I like the over 13.5 points on Brandon Miller this year. Here's somebody I know you could say something nice about. Scoot Henderson, over 15.5 points, minus 115 both ways. So uh, what did I do, Ashu, when I got off the show last night? I saw a link, and the link mm-hmm. was to an interview with Mike Schmitz, who's now running Portland's development and you know scouting department, who used to work for ESPN. And it was an interview with Mike Schmitz and Scoot Henderson from two years ago after Scoot's first year with the G League Ignite. And they broke down film together for over an hour. Mm-hmm. And I watched it after the, the, whole sh- thing. the whole thing. 
I actually watched part of it more than once. He is going to be electric if he gets the minutes. That's really what it all comes down to. He will average 20 a night. Yeah. If he gets if he gets more than we'll call it if he gets 30 minutes, 25 minutes a game, say Damian Lillard does get traded, Scoot's going to be the starting point guard and and he's going to put up 21, 22 points per game. You see how we still can't be definitive about Damian Lillard even know. by I last night? Because then Lillard, you come out today and he's still going to be monitoring how the team's going to be. Like this In the is, next, like, five days? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, f- I feel like at some point you've gonna, you're going to kind of have to S or get off the pot when it comes to this situation. Like, I get he's going to want to sit there and kind of hold their feet to the fire a little yep. bit. But at some point, you know enough of what this roster is going to be. It's not like they're going to go out and trade for, like, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Like, you're not going to get some roster that's completely reconstructed. So if you're Damian Lillard, you're sitting there going, do I want to play with Scoot Henderson or not? That's the that's first question really you ask big, yourself. That's really the million-dollar question. Do I think Scoot Henderson could be the next Ant Edwards, yay or nay? If it's nay, then deuces. I like the over 15 and a half. So do I. So do I. And especially if Dame isn't there, that yeah. number is going to go up. So you kind of look at that now and say 15 and a half. Probably better to take it just in case then it goes up to like 18 and a half or something along those lines. If Damian Lillard gets traded, you got a bigger role for Scoot Henderson. This one's kind of interesting. Total games played for Victor Wembenyama, 65 and a half. Over is juiced to minus 145. Or sorry, under is juiced to minus 145. The over is at plus 115, 65 and a half games. I think I would take the over. Victor has gone on record and said, I'm going to try to play every single San Antonio Spurs game that I can. He has decided to opt out of FIBA. He is now going to play all the games for the Spurs in the Summer League. It's four games. Who cares? Probably the playoff games if they end up going there, but it's four games. And then you've got him preparing for France Olympics, which I think is going to be electric as well. So he's going to play. He doesn't want to be held back. He doesn't want any load management. So I like the over. I like the plus money, plus 115. Back in the day, Greg Popovich didn't like that too, and then he started to sit Tim Duncan and just say he was old. Yeah. I wonder, though, if Young. like maybe Wemby wants to play all skinny. these games, but does Popovich want him to play it, all it these games? It literally will be like the DNP, skinny. Skinny. Skinny D- and tired. DNP, Young. <laughs> DMP preserving for the future. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, look, you got Chet Holmgren, who's somebody that's kind of built very similarly. He's even skinnier, though. And we saw what happened. That's a foot injury that what clearly wasn't weight on his foot because there is no weight on him. But like, you see these young guys, big guys that have any sort of injury problem early, you always worry about that. Yep. So I, I think I still lean the over there, too. It's surprising, though, that that's plus money. That's a low number. I would expect it, it close is. to like if they came in at like 71, 72 oh, yeah, I think and a half. I'd stay away. Yeah. Y- yeah. I'd stay away. Yeah. All right. Now the other thing here is a lot of these are expected, all right? Expected or you know, to make the rookie first this team. This is a fascinating list. And this is why it's because at the beginning, everybody, there's no value in some of these. Wembenyama's minus what, ten thousand? Okay. This is all rookie first team. Scoot's minus 800. Chet Holmgren's minus 700. Brandon Miller's minus 600. Both Thompson's minus 300 and 200 for Amen and, and Asar. Uh, then you get into, like, the guys where... There's going to be one or two rookies that stands out that... It's not necessarily that you didn't expect. They're just not the ones that are in the big conversation in the brightest spotlight. And this and is rookie first team. Rookie first team. So this is where you got to kind of dig and think, okay, who's in a great position on a team where they're going to get a lot of minutes, a lot of time. You don't have to be on a winning team. And then that's an opportunity for them to put up big enough numbers because that's really what it comes down to is the numbers. And then they can be an all-rookie all, all rookie first teamer. Mm. Man, there's some good ones in here. 
I think there's there's one that's interesting to me is Anthony Black at plus 200. Mm-hmm. If Scoot isn't playing that much and he's only getting 15 minutes a game because Dame hasn't gone, uh, Anthony Black is going to look really good. You know, Josh Giddy put up interesting numbers when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really fun. I think I thought that Josh Giddy made first team all rookie, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, because he. True. I mean, he was getting. He was racking up triple doubles his rookie year. Yeah. Because I remember that the conversation yeah, around he, him was he's one of the few. He was. One he of was the few, not. Like, he was not. He was. Was he uh, second team? I think he was. Okay. Yeah, but he was not first team all rookie. But wow. he came on at the end of the year where there was conversation about him being a first teamer. Mm-hmm. Is what it yeah. was. He was really good though. Yeah, maybe that's the same situation. This is a tough bet. I really think there's some interesting ones here. Um, ben Shepard plus two thousand twenty to one. We talked to uh, Chris our Miles guy about Chris him Miles last night, Harlem Zone, and uh, and he really likes Ben Shepard. Indiana's going to be fascinating. How their rotations go? Are they going to just go completely young? Because maybe Ben Shepard ends up being somebody to give a look to. You know, there was a lot of hype around Kobe Bufkin coming up to the draft, and then he kind of fell. I thought he'd be a top ten pick. There was a, the Wizards were really interested in him. So you wonder if somebody like that comes on, or Jet Howard, who's Jet kind Howard's of taking a little higher than expected, but he's going to get a Plus lot of opportunity there. Mm-hmm. He's big. He can shoot. He's going to get some assists from Paolo. That that starting lineup is going to be really interesting. I don't know. In Orlando, uh, with yeah. Orlando Magic? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, what's going to be. I don't know if it's is it going to be Anthony Black, Jet Howard, who's going to be the three, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and Wendell Carter. That's where does Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz and all those guys? Well, they're go? talking about trading Cole Anthony and maybe even. I mean, Markel Fultz has been thrown around a little bit. They've even talked about. I mean, at this point, Jalen Suggs has been just terrible while he's there. Gary Harris has been on the trade block for years. He's somebody that was a great. He was actually re, uh, taking the over on his points last year was the best. They always set the number too low every single time with him. But that's you know, like one veteran you have. But the Magic are kind of one of those teams that's ready to take that next step where they yeah. can be a play-in team next year. And the bottom of the East has is, is more than enough space for them to be able to creep in. In fact, I don't. I would look at the Orlando Magic as what the Cleveland Cavs were two years ago when they doubled their win total from twenty-three to forty-six, and they were a playoff team. And you looked around at all the young talent on that roster and said, "Oh." Here they are. Yeah. And it's a little faster than what we expected. Difference is we've talked about the Magic enough on this show where if they get this lineup right and this there's very little pressure on this team. There's not much. But you're talking about adding somebody like Anthony Black to a roster with Paolo Bancaro already there. Wendell Carter in his own right, very good. Solid big man for them. Like They've got a balanced, deep roster where they may even have to make some moves this offseason where they can bring in another veteran that can add one extra dynamic to this team. But teams that are young, that have low expectations, but have a lot of young talent with those low expectations tend to be a surprise. I would look at the Orlando Magic. I can't wait to see what their win total is because, I'm look, I'm sure it's going to be one of those where you're like, God, they set this just right. But it, it feels like they could have that big explosion from last year to this year like totally. the Cavs did. Totally. Yeah, I mean, they're just a couple of pieces away. They really did compete. They were one of the best against the spread teams uh, in the NBA last year. Um, you looked at or- Orlando, they were always in it. They were the fourth best mm-hmm. uh, team against the spread, 45-35-2. and two. Um, and the average win in terms of covering was three points. So, yeah, this is a team that was covering, baby. Really, really covering. It would be, I guess, the Thunder were one of my teams that I looked at, right, is like, okay, they could take that next jump. If I had to pick the three, I don't even know if I... It would be Magic, it would be Thunder, 
Yeah, for sure. Those are probably are those. Are, is there any other team right now that would? You'd I'm interested look, in Utah. I want to know. Utah what's happening was yeah. With them. Utah be the other one too. Utah I do like as a playoff team. I said that yesterday. I'm so I feel in Utah. Like, I want to know how much money the Rockets are going to spend. Are they going to get Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks? Because then all that of a sudden... That would change everything. Yeah, so say you get Fred Van Fleet, you get Dylan Brooks, you got Jalen Green, you've got Jabari, you've got Eamon Thompson, you've got Ime Udoka. Like, all of a sudden, this is a team with boatloads. You didn't mention Kevin Porter Jr. there. He's gone. Shangoon <laughs> there as well, who I really mm-hmm. like. So you talk about K.J. Martin. You talk about a team full of depth and talent, young guys who can score playmakers all around Fred Van Fleet there that would be really really fascinating to see how much of a jump they would take especially for a team that was 22 and 60 last year yep but again they didn't they also just didn't have a good head coach no he was way out of I his mean depth. sorry he was way over his head and it, you needed somebody that actually had a little bit of a disciplinarian kind of part to his personality yeah you got to kind of rile in those young guys a little bit totally there's a lot of young spark plugs on that roster Jalen Green can score but man he can take some really bad shots sometimes no doubt. Kevin Porter Jr. pain in the ass as we've learned like going, oh, yeah. going back to USC every place has wanted him out as soon as he got there so the, if you could kind of r- corral some of that youthful excitement <laughs> get them to kind of get a little more focused a little more disciplined yeah the Rockets could be a team and that's what the great thing is about the, the play-in tournament now is it allows these teams that only won 20, 30 games the year before. But if they make that major jump, you're in the conversation, at least for the play-in, which then means maybe getting in the playoffs. It's allowed that opportunity for these types of teams, especially if you look at it before the year and you go, okay, to make the playoffs, I like that. It's plus money. And you go and jump on it in July. You're still maybe hanging on to that ticket with a chance for that to win, which is like, oh, I bet the Lakers at the trade deadline to make the playoffs. I mean, they were a mess before that. But you you jump on those types of things a little bit early, and the play in tournament allows these teams that are suddenly either different. They bring it together. They it's it's all you know they they figured it out with all these young guys. Whatever the case is, and you get that chance late in the season still. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I I think that Houston has a chance to really make a jump. I think Orlando has a chance to make a jump, and I think OKC with Chet Holmgren is like a six seed. All right, out of those three, biggest jump in wins, let's so say. So funny, you're you're reading my mind because yeah. we've got Kurt Heelan, Kurt Heelan coming on next segment, and that's one of the questions that I have. Magic Rockets, OKC, mm-hmm. who makes the biggest jump? To me, it's got to be the Rockets for 22 wins, right? right. Like the, the Magic sort of turned things around midway through the season last year mm-hmm. and a little bit. You know, the Rockets were abysmal all year. So I think the Rockets win... If they go out and get Fred Van Fleet, I think they win like 34 games. Ten. Oh, at least. Yeah. You, you'll have a veteran point guard there. Can also go get you some buckets. He's got playoff experience. No hard, no. No hard. Don't want him. I, I, don't, I don't think that's happening anymore. I would not do it. 